Later today, the Yes campaign for the voice to Parliament will be officially launched in Adelaide. That gathering in Adelaide will be a politician-free event with Yes advocates opting for a grassroots push to change that constitution. But politicians still have plenty to say about The Voice. One of them is Independent Senator Lydia Thorpe, who left the Greens earlier this month in opposition to her party's pro-voice stance. She joined me a little earlier. Senator Lydia Thorpe, welcome. Thanks for having me. Have you written to the Prime Minister to meet with the Referendum Council? I have. Uh, that happened last week, so we're waiting on a response. So you haven't received one yet? Not as yet. Why have you requested a meeting with the Referendum Council? Well, I think it's important that the Black Sovereign Movement uh, has an opportunity to meet with those that are making decisions for our people, but also given the fact that uh, Peter Dutton has been invited and and been to, uh, I understand, two meetings, uh, and I've never been invited to one, and I, I have a collective of black, sovereign grassroots people who would like to have uh, a conversation, a respectful conversation with the working groups, the Prime Minister and the Minister responsible. Is there something specific you want to ask them or is this just about you trying to determine whether you might come on board and support the yes case? Uh, I think there's a number of issues that uh, the, you know, uh, people who I'm speaking with and and for that need to be discussed with those working groups. Uh, we've seen it during protests. We've seen it um, in the media. And I think that it's time that, you know, those, um, those brain trusts, if you like, of the black movement all come together in one room to look at a way forward for everybody. So you you do want to get to a point where you're all working to the same to to the same uh, moving to the same in the same direction. Well, look, uh, PK. I think all of us, um, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander people, First Nations people in this country, want the same thing. We want peace. We want our uh, rights adhered to in this country. We've been ignored for over two hundred years. So we need to have a conversation with all of those that have been handpicked, appointed, uh, and those that haven't about what that looks like going forward. So uh, there's no doubt that all of our people want to end deaths in custody. There's no doubt that our people want to end the child stealing in this country, which is a form of genocide. It is genocide. So I know everyone in that room will support action and movement on these two important areas that the Closing the Gap report continually, every year, uh, continues to fail. So they're the conversations we need to have. That's been part of the negotiations since the beginning. And we can't lose sight of that because people are dying. The Yes campaign are officially launching in Adelaide today. You are yet to make a final determination on your support for The Voice, but are you getting closer to to making a determination on that? Well, not really. I mean, you know, their campaign's fantastic. It's great. 
It's well-funded. They've got mining companies backing them. They've got the corporates of the world, of, of this country, backing them. So, you know, it, it is going to uh, be a lot louder than those grassroots blackfellas on the ground that have very serious issues with the proposal. And that's a shame because at the end of the day, PK, you know, we're at, we are only 3%. So it's the progressives in this country that uh, will make the decision for us ultimately. And that's a sad state of affairs in this country that white progressives think they know best for us and they think that this is a good thing for us, but they haven't dug deep enough and allowed those grassroots black activists to have a say. Does so it, does until it, that happens... But does it trouble you that you might end up on the side with Peter Dutton and the Liberals? I mean, you, you have lots of differences with that side of politics. Does it trouble that, you to be campaigning for the same potential outcome, which is a no it, vote with that side of politics? To be honest, it troubles me that white progressives use that as an excuse. And that's part of the problem, PK, that you know, if you vote no, then you're going to stand with Peter Dutton or Pauline Hanson. So that is another way of uh, uh, taking away the voice of those grassroots blackfellas who have a progressive no that the white progressives don't want to hear. Mm. Uh, and that's part of the problem. That's systemic racism right there, that everyone's hand on heart, Let's save the Aborigines. Let's give them a voice. Let's let's give them advisory power with no power. <laughs> I mean, okay, we've come too far in this country. Let's talk about the counterfactual, right? So you get to, you know, it's the day after the referendum. We don't know when it'll be between October and December and there's a no vote. How, how are you any closer to your aims if that's the outcome? Well... We'll, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we come to but it. But honestly, like, how, we, how are we, you we, closer to your ultimate aim, which I understand where, where you, you want to go, but how are you closer to it if Australia votes no? Well, I think um, what this country doesn't realise is that the grassroots people in this country who have no say, the ones who are dying, the ones who are being stolen, uh, and the ones who are even saying in, in the NT let us make decisions for ourselves. That's that's what I have to uphold. And I'm not giving anything to anybody until I see justice in this country for our people. What the progressives don't understand out there is that we're still attending funerals every day while everyone is telling us how great the voice is going to be for us. Oh, for sure there's... It's an... still not too late. It's still not too late, PK, yeah. to question what this voice actually means for us. It has no power. It has no power. Why is so everyone so excited with their hands on their heart saying, we want to give the Aborigines a, a powerless I, I understand your critique, but by the well, same token, finish. but let me let just me no, put this PK. question to you because it's, because it's that's an important one. Because what it one. is, right? But you don't want the progressives to hear this, do you, PK? No, I've, I've, you're on the you're on the I radio mean, station, you know, you, you, so they're hearing you. But the counterfactual you're out there saying Bernie's a legend, so we know where your allegiances lie, and you need to allow the your audiences 
to understand that there is a progressive no. And we're not focusing on the day after the referendum. We're focusing on survival today. And it's not good out there, PK. And we deserve better than a powerless voice. We need a treaty. We want real power. We want real justice in this country. Everything else we've been offered for the last 200 years has no power. Will you have and power and we're if, not settling for anything will less. You, will you have power, though? Will you have more power if a no vote's delivered? Well, we'll have to see about that. We'll have to see about that, PK. There is a progressive no, and the, and the platform needs to be given to those people, the Gary Foley's of the world, the Irene Watson's of the world, the Michael Mansell's of the world, the Jackie Katona's of the world. Like, we're talking about people that have been around for longer than any of us on the front line that have fought for treaty. If you go around this country and allow people to speak freely, you will hear their demands, and that is tied up in a treaty, not in a voice that has no power. And I feel that the PM has is talking to, you know, Fork tongues, basically. He's saying to the Conservatives, look, it's okay, everybody. It has no power. We will have the ultimate power. They're just an advisory body. And then he goes to the black people and he says, this is going to save the world. This is going to save the culture. It sounds to me like you are leaning very much to no, even though you've said you haven't decided. Well, you make your own uh, sounds to me. I'm putting it to you. You know, I had a good conversation with Megan Davis last night. So I'm not about to cause trouble or be a divisive figure like everybody says that I am. I want what's best for our people today, today. Implement the Royal Commissions into Aboriginal deaths in custody. Stop the death toll on our people. Stop the removal of children. We have 22,000 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children in out-of-home care today. And people come together and and have morning teas for sorry day and morning teas for closing the gap. It's an absolute insult, PK. So can I just and ask you people, about your... If Labor are fair income and if, if Bernie is such a legend, then implement those recommendations and save people's lives today. So just on your conversation with Megan Davis, um, what, what was the purpose of it? It's a private conversation. You raised it, so I've just a natural question from yes, me to go to I'm it. Yes, and I'm just letting people know that this little black divisive figure does have respectful, meaningful conversations with people like Megan Davis. I will keep the content of that conversation private, but we will be catching up again. Are you happy to hear that Linda Burney, the Minister for Indigenous Australians, is working towards announcing something on Makarata shortly? Yes, I'm glad that Minister Burney listened to the uh, 60,000 people that came out in Victoria on Invasion Day calling for treaty and and many, many thousands more around the country. So I'm glad that the Minister has listened uh, and that there is action being taken. Absolutely. I'd love to be a part of it if she wants to have a conversation. You've mentioned a few times this word legend, which is a play on me. I get it. That's fine. But I do have a question about that. Given Linda Burney was actually the, I think she's the first Aboriginal woman to enter the New South Wales Parliament. 
and the first Aboriginal woman to enter the lower house in the, the federal parliament. Does that brilliant make her a legend? I mean, it's pretty, um, it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. I don't hear you calling me a legend. I hear that your tone is very different when you interview me. Um, and that's got to change, you know, and that's the, that's the media lens on uh, a legend black woman in, in absolutely, you know, I uh, agree with. But, you know, you've got to stop setting black women up against one another and allow the truth to be told in a way that your listeners get a fair and accurate account of what black people are saying in this country. That's why you're invited on the show to hear your perspective. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, PK. Have a good day. Independent Senator Lydia Thorpe, you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.